guys, you're here with Dr. Molly and Todd Rowland. And today we are bringing you the podcast, The Business Side of the Pet Industries, Episode 5, Preventative Maintenance on Body, Mind, and Equipment. So today we're going to start with preventative maintenance on the body. If you're in the pet industries, you know how essential and critical this is because without your body, you are not going to be able to get up and go to work every day. Yeah, the number one thing that I hear from groomers that have been doing this five plus years, especially when they're hitting the 30s and 40s and 50s and, and so on, their body, I can't do this so much longer. I can't do big dogs anymore. I can't do this. My body is worn out. Yeah, and not just like they can't do it anymore or they start drastically cutting hours or they have to cut half of their uh, clientele because they can't lift heavy dogs or they just can't put that many hours on their feet, on their back. And this isn't just for pet groomers, even though, again, that's something we're a little more familiar with. But this is all pet industries, whether you're boarding, whether you're a vet, whether you just have pets coming into a retail or doggy daycare, like you are still going to be interacting with lifting uh, training, pushing off those dogs, things like that. So just keeping your your body in check and keeping it strengthened and keeping it taken care of is going to be essential. And it's not just uh, when you're lifting or washing or bending over. It's also staying healthy, um, keeping your physical fitness up, strengthening your muscles, like not to mention also when you're bending over, picking up a dog, like learn those proper techniques for lifting and bending and teach those to your team. If you're a business owner or even just a team member and you have a team, make sure you're sharing that information. Like that's something that can end not only your career or get you out of work for a couple of weeks, but take away your livelihood and severely impact your business and your lifestyle. Yeah, especially footwear. We see a lot of people cutting corners, you know, just buying some cheap waterproof shoes that have good traction. But, you know, you're standing on your feet eight, ten hours a day. Like, you need to spend the money on some good quality shoes. And make sure to replace them. Think about things like insoles, wear and tear. Are they, do you need something waterproof? Um, durability, look at the ratings. And if you find something that works for you, replace it often. Like, don't wear it out in for six months, 12 months. Like, that is going to support and line your entire body, not just your feet. And, we, you know, some people say, well, I can't afford to. You can't afford not to. Exactly. That's an investment in yourself and your capabilities and your long-term health. So make that investment. And that goes along with, too, with the lifting and the equipment you use. If you're going to be handling a lot of big dogs, make sure that you're investing in things like a simple back brace that you can take on and off for big dogs. Like, it's not something you'd want to wear every day to actually weaken your muscles. But if you know you're going to be struggling or lifting one of those higher-weighted dogs, then make sure to just get that and put it on. I mean, you can pick those up at the store for $15, $20. And that also goes along with your equipment. Like tables have come a long way. They have low-rise tables. They have the up and down, even with the hydraulic or electric, to where you can help save your back. Yeah, I witnessed one of our team members just this last week. You know, instead of waiting five seconds for his table to go all the way down to the ground, he picks the dog up, sits it on the table. The dog probably was a 35, 40-pound dog. Uh, this team member is very capable of picking up that or more. Um but why? We have the equipment. Lower the table. It takes literally five seconds to lower it, five seconds to bring it up. You know, doing that over and over 
again and again, not lowering that table and picking it back up, you know, with the automatic, you're going to start feeling that. You may be young and you're not feeling it right now and you feel like you're invincible. It will catch up with you. Yeah, 20 or 30 years of improperly lifting or just repetitively lifting those heavy dogs is going to put that strain and wear and tear. And for anyone who's ever had an injury, you know that sometimes it's not even the weight of the animal, but the fact that you're just doing it. So why put that extra, um, you know, chance that you could severely injure yourself, especially if you're, you know, in a salon where you don't have a receptionist and you may have to put your dog on the floor, put your dog in a kennel numerous times during the groom, especially a big dog, you're not going to want to lift that dog on and off, on and off the table, which is something that we we unfortunately have noticed and see and you hear about in the industries. And that's just something that you really want to pay attention to. Yeah. And, you know, like in our mobiles, um, we limit, you know, we try to limit the number of big dogs they get unless it happens to be, you know, a household family that has two large dogs. We try to limit them to one a day, no more than two. Uh, not every day is perfect. And if you're in a salon, you know, you may get several big dogs, and you may be an employee and may not have much say-so of what kind of dogs you're getting. But if you're a salon owner, you need to be charging enough for your big dogs that you're not having to make your employees do eight big dogs a day. Exactly. And then if a big dog takes twice as long as a small dog, you need to have that compensated for in the time. Like if you're charging $60 for a small dog, which is way underpriced, but this is just an example, and you're only charging $80 for a dog that takes twice as long, like there's no way that your groomers are going to be killing themselves and then not making hardly any money. So like make sure to pay attention to those kind of things because you do not want to burn your groomers out for for nothing and you don't want to burn them out anyways but at least make sure if you're going to do big dogs in your salon that you're pricing adequately. Yeah, and the we're not in the day and age anymore where people are coming on board and staying and retiring. You know, your employees, you're lucky to have them a couple of years. You know, the more convenient, the more happy, the more less it's wear and tear on their body, the longer they're going to stay with you. Yeah, and things that they look for, you know, are not just the amount of big dogs they're doing, but that equipment that's ergonomic and is going to save them, not just on their body, but like time and effort, because all those things add up to your general wear and tear of your body. So not just tables, but tubs, you know, make sure there's ramps. If you're doing big dogs, you need a a tub that has either a ramp or that goes up and down. They do not need to be lifting those dogs into a tub. And allow people to have stools. Yeah. Uh, We've seen so many salons that they will not let their groomers sit down during their shift and while they're working and things like that. I know I had a major injury several years ago, and the only way I was able to return to work was to sit down. I could not make it through a single groom, and it was hard for me to learn, and it slowed me down, but the alternative was me taking an extra month off of work. And still to this day, if I struggle with back issues or whatever it it may be at the time, sometimes it's just nice to sit, or if you have one of those extra long 8, 10, 12-hour days, and you can sit down and at least dry or do part of the scissor work, that's just going to, again, save your body, save your strength, save your stamina. So another thing um, that we want to stress the importance of preventative maintenance, um, we've kind of talked a little bit of some of the things you can get and buy and do, but you really, overall health 
I mean, you need to watch what you eat. You need to make sure to stay hydrated. All of those things are going to help keep you feeling good and not getting sick and give you the strength and stamina to work with pets. Because we know that, I mean, we love animals and we love pets and we love what we do, but it's still strenuous no matter what side of the pet, what pet industry you're in. And so if you can just, if you don't know where to start, just start somewhere, you know, even if that's adding another two bottles of water into your routine a day or cutting back on processed food or eating a few more healthy fruits and vegetables, cutting out processed sugars, things like that. You don't have to change everything all at once, but you want to just put the things in your body that are going to hydrate you and make you feel good overall. This job will run you down enough without, you know, you doing that to yourself with what you're putting into your body. Yeah. And so let's touch on mental health for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Mental health is just um, equally as important because as we've seen, there's all kind of burnout going on. There's all kind of people walking away from the pet industries. And it's it's gotten worse, I'd say, through COVID with the influx of pets and the outgo of pet professionals. But it's always been the case, whether it's emotional burnout, whether it's um, from... You know, seeing so many sad situations, euthanasias, people not taking care of their pets, or if it's just physically demanding or your customers are too demanding. Um, there's a lot of reasons that people get that mental burnout and want to leave the their pet industry. And that's something to make sure to take care of. And one thing you can do that in a few ways, setting boundaries, having a support group, um, finding someone to talk to. Um, there's all kind of mental health health professionals out there that can help walk you through, you know, the stresses and coping mechanisms and things that you can deal with on the day-to-day to get you through to maybe not go through all that. Yeah, and, and one th- here's a few things in the mobile industry of grooming that can be helpful is, you know, giving your clients an arrival window time, not, a, you know, a direct time. Like, you know, we do have an appointment at 3 o'clock, but our window allows you to be up to an hour earlier and an hour behind our scheduled time. Yeah, because, you know, you've got traffic, school zones, and, you you know, you get – we're dealing with pets here, so you can get late. And the stress of running late to every appointment can really get to a person. And so eliminate that with the, you know, two-hour arrival window or, you know – yeah, some groomers that we know, uh, mobile, they don't even give their customers a time. They say, your appointment is May 25th, and I'll be there sometime between 8 and 4. And so it's just based on their routing and their schedule that day, who they have canceling and who they have scheduled. Like, they might not even know their own route until that day. Yeah, and you may say, well, there's no way I can do that with my clients. Yes, you can. No, you may not be able to do it starting tomorrow, but or with you, every customer. Yeah, but you can start setting the plan even for 2024 in January. Start notifying your customers that you're only going to offer not at home service. I mean, they can choose to be at home, but you know, starting at this next year and go ahead and start preparing them for it. Yeah, that's something you can do like at nine months, six months, three months, two months, one month. Like, give those um, notices. You can do them email, text, paper, whatever works best for you and your customers. So that way when January, and you you will probably lose a few customers over something like that, but that way come January, everybody knows the expectations and they have either chosen to accept them or to not accept them. So when he, what Todd was saying about like, oh, you think you can't do it, but you can. It's just, there's, as we've noticed, more than enough pets to go around. And 
how one person runs their business is not the same or will work for everybody. But if you're at that point where you're getting overwhelmed, you're getting stressed, you're always worried about upsetting a client because you're not there right on time, then these these may be some boundaries to set, whether it's a whole day or just a one or two or three hour window. Those are things that you can implement and it may be stressful in the beginning to get everyone on board. But once you've made that decision and do it, it will drastically reduce your stress levels and anxiety around that particular problem. Yeah, and we, you know, all of our mobile employees, they get one day off a quarter for when we do equipment maintenance, which we'll talk about here shortly. But that day is a day off for them. And it's scheduled at least the quarter previously, so they know when it's coming. It doesn't count towards their vacation time, PTO time, anything like that. They do not have to make the day up. It doesn't go against their sales goal or anything like that. And it's it's a day for them. Yeah, they can choose just to relax, um, get a massage, take a walk, or if they know they have things that they need to get done during the week, they can set up appointments, doctor's visits, that kind of thing. And that way they're not, you know, that takes the stress out of, oh, I need a weekday. When can I fit this in? They already know. Like they have four weekdays a year where they can plan and schedule a lot of this, which can be set up in advance. And then one last thing that um, I wanted to touch on as far as preventative maintenance for like body, and this goes into with your mind too, but um, I guess just strength training, yoga, Pilates, meditating, those kind of all go together, but that's just going to keep your muscles and your flexibility and everything on track and strengthened and in the right space to have a long, prosperous career. But 90% of people will say, Molly, I don't have time for this stuff. Yeah. Again, what you said earlier, you don't have time not to make time for this. Like, these are things that are going to help you from getting burned out, help you from getting injured, help you from having to miss six weeks of work. Like, heaven forbid you just start your business, with, no matter what it is, and you pull a muscle, and like a back muscle or something serious, or you You go down with the flu because you're so run ragged because all you've done for the last six months is get this business up and running. And then you have to miss two weeks, four weeks, six weeks. Are you going to be able to support yourself or not to mention all the customers that you've brought in that won't be able to come to you because you'll be out because you didn't take care of yourself? And I know we're kind of jumping all over the place here, but kind of going back to the past two episodes about boundaries, even if you're an employee and you're a current employee or you're applying for a job, you know, set some boundaries with your employer. Say, hey, I can't do more than three large dogs a day out of the six that I do. Like, I I physically can't. I'll get burned out, and I won't be an employee that long. Now, you know, how your employee's set up may depend on their response, but do work with your employer. Let them know. Now, don't tell them starting tomorrow when you already have dogs on the book. But, you know, say, hey, starting in, you know, it's we're in the end of April, starting July the 1st, I would prefer to only have three big dogs a day out of the six that I do every day. Yeah, and that goes also along with making time to have a break, even if it's for five or ten minutes here or there, to sit down, to relax, to zone out, especially if you have a difficult dog, a stressed dog, you're in that bad headspace. Just take a few minutes and step away. And then lunch. Like, there's no reason. I'd say 90% of groomers, they're you know, you talk about lunch and they just laugh and say, oh, what's that? That should not be the norm. Even if you are taking that, again, a quick 10 or 15 minutes to have lunch, you need to sit down and fuel your body. That is going to help you get through the day, and that's just going to 
You just need that. It, it's just not healthy to skip meals because you're so busy that you don't allot yourself 10 minutes to sit down and eat something. And then the last part, I guess, of what we're going to go into is preventative maintenance on equipment. This is one of the most important things that you can do because the last thing you want is to be on your way to an appointment or have a full kennel worth of dogs or a full day's worth of vet appointments and something go out. Your x-ray machine, your van breaks down, you blow a tire, your clippers quit working. Like an equipment failure, especially if you don't have backups for that, can can be so devastating to your day, to your bottom line, to your mental health. Like, so like Todd, what are some things that we do to keep our equipment up and running? Well, one I mentioned earlier is that once a quarter, we whether our van's needed or not, because uh, we do try to do our schedules pretty tight where they're not accumulating a lot of miles in the quarter, we do take it in for an oil change. We have the tires rotate it uh, every at our, every oil change. Have the brakes checked. Like these are the types of things like you have to go ahead and put on the schedule because if not, you will you as you're booking yourself, you will forget about it. Like oh crap, I need an oil change. But I'm fully booked for the next three weeks. Like when, and the next thing you know, you're over your mileage. You know, a lot of us are investing eighty to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars in these mobile vans. That is the life of your business. If you're a mobile groomer and your van is down, you're not making money. You're losing money, and so you have to keep your stuff maintenance, generator maintenance. Like, yeah, generators are the lifeblood for a lot of mobile groomers or anyone that has a mobile pet business. Like. And it's so much more than just once a year or twice a year. When you're using these things nonstop and you're putting all those hours, like we recommend and what we do is we change the service before it's even due. Like I think Onan is every 150 hours. We do it every 100. Honda is every 100 hours. We typically do it around 75 or 80. Like, and this is, you know, oil change, filter change. You know, they have the 500, the 1,000 hours where they do the full service, fuel pumps, fuel filters, spark plugs, bring those in early. Like that's something that we get done every six months on our stuff. Like, well, for the own-ins, it's every three months, I think. But like, those are just things that the last thing you need is a six or $7,000 piece of equipment seizing up because you haven't done an oil change in three months. And then not only are you out that cost and the labor, but you may be waiting a month or two for that piece of equipment or for someone who is authorized to put it in for you. Yeah, and we, we try to do every bit of the maintenance that we can possibly do. There are some things that we do take in, like Molly said. I would just, you know, and like we have backup generators, like probably two months ago, um, something happened to one of our employees' generators. She didn't even miss an appointment that day. We were able to get it swapped out that day. She did run a little bit behind that day. But and some of you are saying there's no way I can afford a backup generator. I can't afford five or seven thousand dollar backup generator. You might not be able to right now, but you should be again going back to pricing. Setting your prices is so we're not only you are covering your bills your paycheck, but there, you should have a large portion of your earnings being retained earnings for stuff like this because it's going to happen. Yeah, and that goes with every piece of equipment you have, whether it be clippers, whether it be the vehicle, the generator, a new table, dryers, all those things at some point, no matter how well you maintenance them, are going to need to be replaced. So that's something you need to, every week or every month or however it is that you do your budget, set aside a portion to go to savings and that way when those things come up you already have that money allotted for it yeah we set back a certain amount per 
uh, one of our grooming vans. Every single week, we move a certain amount into savings. And then our salon is a little bit different. Our salon does have a lower maintenance cost than our mobiles do. So it's a tad bit different. But I mean, we look at our budget weekly and move the money over weekly for retained earnings for for repairs, for replacement. Yeah, and it's a set amount. Like I said, it doesn't matter what the sales are that week because our sales are always typically within a certain range. So you set those uh, that amount and those budgets based off realistically what you need. And if you're not doing a budget, that's one of the best ways to see what you need for preventative maintenance on your equipment and stuff. If you haven't been doing that, then see, you know, even if you don't have a software like QuickBooks or you don't write down everything monthly, you should still have like your bank account. You can print your statements off for the last six months or even better, the last 12 months and go through and see what you spent on maintenance or repairs, things that were expected or unexpected. And that kind of gives you at least a starting point that you can be like, at a minimum, I need this much a year for maintenance. So that means I need to save this much per week or per month. And from there, you can usually, you'll want to up that a little for the unexpected things such as tables and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we had a van that we had just purchased. And um, I think within the first three months, we spent what fifteen thousand dollars on it at least, and we didn't miss a beat because we all, we did not plan to spend fifteen thousand dollars on this one particular van. But we had planned because every year we look, you know, all, most of us self-employed people just send off our final payment to Uncle Sam. You know, we have our tax return. We you know QuickBooks or simply look at your tax return. How much you know did you have in equipment maintenance and. Look at that, you know, to either divide it by 12 for 12 months or 52 weeks, however you, like Molly said, however you do your budget. But, and then, you know, increase your prices every year. Your maintenance is going up. One of our generators is an, um, a diesel generator, and we do a maintenance on it ourselves. Between the oil filter and the three quarts of oil that it takes, it's costing us roughly $49 to change that oil once a month now. That used to say, Three years ago, cost us about twelve to fifteen dollars. So, I mean, all of you know, every you go to the grocery store, thing goes up. But yeah, I'm seeing groomers out there who've raised our prices five dollars in the last three years. Yeah, and that is just—it's not going to allow you to keep up with the things that you need to keep up with and replace the things that you need to replace. And we'll have a full episode on pricing. But if your pricing is not right, you're going to do a lot more wear and tear on your body because you're overworking yourself. You know, you're mentally going to be stressed out because you're running, you know, wide open all day long and can't take breaks because you're having to bring in so much money. And then your equipment's probably going to get neglected because you're not making enough money to replace it, maintenance it, and or you're, not- you're you're ignoring it because you're working six, seven days a week to try to make ends meet when you're not raising your prices. Yeah, there's no reason with um, the demand out there that groomers, pet professionals, whoever are killing themselves for a dollar. And we see in some of these groups where someone will ask about pricing or they'll list their prices and get attacked by, oh, that's, you know, that's ridiculous. I would never, like, I do it because I love it, not because, you know, I want to be the richest person in my neighborhood. And that's great. But, like, at the end of the day, like, you need to set up so you can support yourself and support your business because those are the people that all of a sudden one day quit and walk away or have an injury and don't come back. Or they are selling their van for parts because something major comes up and they don't have the means to get it fixed or replace it. And we've just seen so much of this in the last several years 
where everyone got so excited to be able to start a business and there was such a need for it, but then they didn't do the things to take care of themselves and take care of their equipment and take care of their business. And now they're having to walk away, which is, you know, hurtful for them and the industry. Yeah, like I said, the van we spent like 15 grand on after having it for six weeks. We would have lost that employee if we didn't have a backup van. We have enough vans now that we have a backup van. But we also, of course, only our people and our mobiles were only work Monday through Friday. So we, we could have had people work four days a week, alternate days. We could have kept the person busy. But, you know, if you only have two vans and you're having an employee and something like that happens, that van was out of commission for... On and off, probably two months. Two months, which was a total headache. And we know a person who's was a you know one person operation. Their van was involved in an accident, and they went six weeks without a van. Now, yes, we all have insurance. Yes, we should be getting reimbursed, but it doesn't happen overnight most of the time. And again, that's why you like all that goes back to your mind. That person was mentally stressed. You know, your equipment. You just have to take care of it. You have to be prepared to replace it, fix it, or whatever, and be financially stable. And I I think, um, you know, one of the last people that we actually hired, you know, em- employees uh, have basically, it's a employees market right now, kind of like the housing market. They can pick where they want to work right now because everybody's hiring. Well, I think the last employee picked us because, they know they you know they know we're financially stable. We are a small business, but we have a track record too. We're not new. Um, we have done a lot of things to build employee retention, to work on the health and the maintenance. Um, we actually offer ma- equipment maintenance. We we cover the sharpenings um, for our employees at least twice a year. But like yeah, she interviewed and she told us you know hey, I'm interviewing with y'all, but I also have several more set up in the next week. And that's great. I think whether you are a business owner or you, no matter what pet industry you're in or, you know, an employee, look around. Like he said, it is a employee's market right now. And find that fit that is best for you. And that is going to meet your emotional, mental, physical, you know, equipment even I mean you know as far as having the right equipment like find a place that you're gonna fit in and be happy and healthy and that's gonna prevent a lot of stress and heartache and burnout and go a long way yeah and as far as equipment maintenance you know if you have employees that are mobile you may not see that mobile van every day if you allow them to take them home like we do you know you have to entrust your employees to let you know when things are not working correctly you have to you know (laughs) The check engine light come on, they may think, oh, well, I'll tell them about it from Friday. No, 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 no. We need to know about that right now. Um, Yeah, we had one van. The check engine light came on. She told us we had her go to the shop before 5 o'clock that day. Turns out something had happened. Almost all her oil had leaked out. Had she not said anything and driven around with that, she could have potentially blown up the engine in the van. You know, or like actually just today, um, you know, Todd was going around all the mobiles and Right before he had got there, one of her, we have a two-engine dryer. One of the dryer's engine went out. Again, we have backups. So, like, he's able to go tomorrow and take her a dryer. So, and we have backups in the van. So, she had a backup dryer. So, it wasn't a big deal. But those are just things you need to, like, make sure to pay attention to. Yeah, we actually keep a backup dryer in my car. So, if someone calls me, I can go. Unfortunately, today, we had just got that dryer back from having brushes put in it. And, uh... 
we didn't have the filter with me, so and it wasn't the same type of dryer, so I couldn't just swap it out. But again, she had a backup dryer in the van, so we had backup dryers in the van. Like, it's just, and I know, like, if you're just starting out, it is hard to financially buy double of everything. But like, we have double water pumps for the vans, and same thing with the salon. I mean, we even the latest photo uh, thing we've got yeah, for the background, photo backdrop, the backdrop. This one's one we haven't done before. I bought two of everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like pool floaties and like summer fun. And so we know they'll get popped. So when it gets popped, it's of the favorite prop. Just replace it with another one. Um, but kind of ending on maintenance, let's just, I just want to touch one more time on equip, finish up with equipment. Things, it's not just if you have a business you drive or whatever. It is your big pieces of equipment. Your tables were loosened. You know, every couple months go through and tighten up all the bolts on your tables. Your blades and your shears, if someone has not shown you how to clean and oil those, you need to get on YouTube. You need to contact a sharpener, contact um, the company that made them, and get that information. That's something that needs to be done often and regularly. Um, in addition to that, sharpening equipment. That's something that, depending on how often and how many dogs you use, that needs to be done every three to six months, I'd say, at a minimum. Um, like Todd mentioned, the brushes on the dryers, like that needs to be done. And they say about every six months, we use ours pretty nonstop and once a year is good for us. But that might, you may have triple the groomers that we have and it needs to be done every six months, every three months. But when you're spending $600 on a dryer, the last thing you want to do is burn it up because you didn't get a $20 pair of brushes replaced. Yeah, because... I think from last year to this year, the dryers that we use, I think they went up $100 in price. They did, at So, least. again, do not let a $20 once a year or every six months, depending on how hard you're using your dryer, cost you, like Molly said, $600. But your, last year it was 500 Again, back to going up on your prices, everything goes up. Like, make sure you're mentally prepared to spend that kind of money when you're not doing your equipment maintenance. So again, it's just preventative, preventative, preventative. It's just putting that little extra effort, that little extra money, that little extra time. Like you can't afford not to do those things. But So if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out, contact us. We would love to answer your questions on the next episode or to, you know, reach out. Make sure you're following us on social media so you can easily reach out with your questions and make sure you're liking and subscribing to this podcast. Yes. And then you can also find us at the podcast on Instagram and Facebook and we'll be putting, you know, more information out on there as we progress and links and things that you guys can take and use also. But thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great week. Bye.